When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? It's Court and Amy on I'ma Let You Finish, show number 169, again, evidently. Because yeah, we're just going to keep repeating it. <laughs> but this time it's actually it, it show actually number is. 169 on the Pantheon is. Podcast Network. We're here in New York. I guess this supposed to be so it's Tuesday. I mean, you guys hear this show is Thursday. No, it is Tuesday. But Why? evidently, have you heard something different? Isn't it? This supposed to be another storm or something coming? No, 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 no. I was I waiting I, for the one on Saturday. No, I was no, like, no, well, no, it no, rained. No, 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 no. It's supposed to rain a lot, and upstate is going to get hit. They can, you know, Con Ed keeps sending Con Ed, which is our local. No, I keep getting all of the things. All too, these like alerts. The storm and alerts. I'm like, what? No. I'm like, there's nothing that we in the five boroughs can do but sit and hope that our area doesn't flood if it's prone to flooding. Like, well, you're there's good. nothing. You're good do. and I'm good. We're yeah. on hills. Yeah, I'm on a hill and I'm high. <laughs> I'm up. on a hill. Yeah. I'm on a hill. But anyway, yay. All right. So here, here I'll go to do one of my patented set. As far okay, as far as I'm concerned, we can take everything off the rundown today and mm. spend as much time <laughs> talking about Cat Williams as Cat Williams took <sighs> to spent talking about Cat Williams. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. I first off, he's fucking hilarious. He's, he's hilarious. hilarious. Larry, I've interviewed him, but I don't remember it. But I have, yeah, for Double XL, they used mm-hmm. to have me interview people that I don't remember it. And like most funny people, mm-hmm. he's not like funny when you and, talk right, to him. Type absolutely, of thing. right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But he's hilarious. It's like the right, treat that you feel like you didn't know you needed. So for all no, of no, you no. who've been living under a rock. <laughs> or, or I'm going to say it for most of our white listeners. Because <laughs> right. this very much is this in a is, black space. It really is. It's definitely like the black. black Twitter. It's a big black cultural moment. Yes. So Cat Williams, who's a stand-up comedian who's been around for a very long time, who I was just telling my sister, because my sister was like, yeah, you know, he just played Dates here in Virginia and he sold out this theater. That's where they, you know, Hamilton and everything plays. I was like, well, when he plays in New York, he plays Madison Square Garden and sells no, out. I don't think people realize How because they think of these other guys and you know your cat, he seems that crazy guy. But when he's on tour, it's always like two nights at the garden. You know? right. <laughs> it's sort of like, he's like one of those guys, the equivalent, and then we'll get into the black comedians of, and there's comedians too of like the, the Mexican singer we've never heard of right. but yet is selling out weeks so Cat Williams has been around for a while he was in Friday he had the remember him as Florida man on Atlanta <laughs> that was like the great best thing ever best thing um, <laughs> he was on Shannon Sharp's podcast called Club Shay Shay okay can we just stop right there mm-hmm. am I supposed to take a show seriously Shannon mm. Sharp is of the heterosexual um, affiliation yes he is and he's a former football player yeah in the hall of fame okay I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype. But, but 
Am I supposed like, to? Am I supposed like a to, house for like an yeah. underground ball house? Yeah, <laughs> kind like of like shay shay away sashay. I, I, I just want to know why I'm supposed to take anything called sh- club shay shay seriously. But continue. <laughs> so, cat, you know, I I want to say that um, Shannon has had this podcast now for about a year. So he's had a lot of different people on, including Cedric the Entertainer. He's had Steve Harvey. He's had a lot of people on. So it was Kat's turn to come on. And Kat clearly had a couple of items. On his checklist. That he wanted to get off his chest. (laughs) And a couple of bottles of something in front of them that they were drinking. Well, yeah, they drink like a bourbon, usually like a bourbon. Something, yeah. Well... Evidently, oh my God, it's for so two hours. No, 40, three. Excuse no, me. No, no, it's two hours, forty-six minutes, oh, and okay. five seconds. Okay, it's brilliant. It was bliss of bliss. Just shots fired around the world. Now, oh. the funny thing is, I absolutely believe the majority of what he said. I do. I put, you know, some stuff. I was just like, okay, you know, he's giving. And he was getting drunker. He was drinking well, throughout the he interview. He wasn't drunk. He was not getting drunker. If you watch it, I watched the entire thing. They don't end this, and he's not drunk. That's the yeah. thing. He's not drunk. He's just saying all kinds of shit that some of it is all that behind-the-scenes world because people don't realize how cutthroat and nasty and how many feuds happen in that stand-up comedian world well especially for black stand-ups because there is a lane i mean you're either there's like there's always allowed to be it's like women there's allowed to be three at one time so if you're not chris rock dave Chappelle, or kevin hart then the rest of everybody else is scrambling for the crumbs you know now the interesting thing is some of the the people who have not responded which i'm like the right response actually is to not respond because if you feed the beast then it goes away the people who have not responded, and then the people who have responded, I felt like their responses were so lame. I was like, oh my God, what he was saying was right. <laughs> well, let's, explain, let's go a little bit. I mean, so he was basically, from from what I've seen, kind of talking about the hierarchy of, of black comedy. Mm-hmm. He, first off, he talks about the fact that Cedric has stolen jokes. This is a common complaint among comics. Yes. Dane, mm-hmm. Dane Cook is notorious for being the guy that steals jokes. So this mm-hmm. is... It's he not said, him and Steve Harvey. They said Steve. Right. He, 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 commit, he said Steve Harvey stole all of Mark Curry's jokes, and then they start right. playing all sort of clips. If you go online and start seeing interviews Mark Curry's done and been doing, he seems to be like he stole all my shit. Yeah. Uh, then he said that Cedric stole jokes of his, and then people have kind of put up old clips of Cat doing the joke and Cedric. Yeah, so this is like, and then he talks a lot about sort of what male comics or male comedic actors, because Cat, like Martin Lawrence and Kevin Hart to some degree, are and mm. Mark Curry for sure, are also actors. And he talks mm. about this sort of um, uh, de- what he views as a, uh, a, an emasculating aspect of if a black male comedian actor, at some point they have to yeah, put to on a dress. dress. Yeah. Right. And that's an interesting conversation too. Which a lot of black comedians have had that yes. conversation around suddenly have to put up, putting on a dress. And but Dave I always, Chappelle, but I always, that clip of Oprah with Dave Chappelle talking about it resurfaced too, where he got I very adamant. it yeah. interesting to me with when we have that subject with black men who's when it comes to like, you know, some of them, when it comes to playing a character and they put on a dress, it's like, this comes back to 
black men and hyper masculinity because white comics have put on dresses too, right? Like everybody loved Jamie Foxx's Wanda. People right. people think of Martin as Shanae as iconic. Flip right. Wilson was Geraldine. It doesn't make you gay if you put on a dress, but that always comes into the hyper masculinity of black men. Like right. you could be a killer, you could play the killer, you could right. play the drug addict, you can play someone who walks out on your family, all of that's fine. But, but don't God think you put forbid, on a dress. Yeah, you put on a dress. You put right. on a dress and all of humanity is going to stop and Well, fall look at Will down. Smith. Will Smith right. freaking out because he had to kiss a man on screen in Six Degrees of Separation. When you Meanwhile, decide to take a role playing a gay man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like, I think right. we can all assume that when you're doing something in a movie, you are not actually that person. But yes, you're exactly right. I think that black actors and comedians, the, the masculinity F, F is amplified. And Cat Williams is somebody who does not fit the stereotypical image of what a heterosexual man is supposed to look like. He's quite short. Right. He's, his outfits look like, I don't know what he looks like. Sometimes his hair is pressed and out yeah. with a little little flip at the end. Yeah, no, no, no. He's out but there. He's and it's kind of great. funny as fuck. No, he's funny man. as shit. No, he's funny as fuck. I mean, and he just had a, he just let everybody have, I just kept, I, I put it on Oh, and the Illuminati came in a lot too. And I, the, you know, with with Ludacris. And then yeah. Ludacris tried, Ludacris responded with some freestyle that was just kind of like, sir, you would have just been better not responding. Just shutting up. You know, like, well, I'm there for any Illuminati reference. Right. As soon as the Illuminati <laughs> comes in the room, I am so there. Because as you know, Courtney, as a black man, when mm -hmm. the white people want to hold hand over power to the world, they're going to give it to black men to run the world because clearly, I mean, come on. Black people's obsession. Let me just tell you something. I love As soon as somebody is successful in our community, and me, nobody's ever their talent. It's like the Illuminati. The I'm Illuminati. like, oh, I'm like, are we ever going to be happy no. for somebody, or do we no. have to immediately no. it's put the them? Oh, they're successful, so now let's rip them down. It's like right. the Illuminati. He put on a dress. All of these things. But let me just tell you something. And I just I said, let me. Yeah, I'm sorry. So go, I'm sorry. I, I said, let me just put this on. Let me hear what because I kept seeing clips. I cannot believe I actually sat there for the two hours and 46 minutes. Well, you do smoke weed. Well, well, it wasn't even that. It was just kind of like... I was it's a lot. It, just, it was just one thing after another. And, and, and Shannon Sharp, after all you could tell, was just like, oh, I, I just don't even yeah. know. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of pushback, but Shannon Sharp but, is like one of these but, people who pretends he's a journalist and he's, he's not. He's not a journalist. He's like us. We're we're You're a journalist, right? But when we, people come on the show, it's a podcast. We right. have conversations. He's not a journalist. He's never said he's a journalist, right? It's a yeah. conversation. So it's like, He'll ask things, but if somebody comes on, we've never like raked somebody in the calls and said, what do you mean? It's a conversation. It's different if you know you're going into sort of a journalistic interview. So right. personally, you know, it's interesting that people are, are criticizing Shannon for that because I'm like, he's had over a hundred people, I, I, whatever, on this show. No one's ever screamed. There's no pushback. I think people are mad. One, I think some people are jealous because they would love if this had been on their show. Because as of yesterday, when I looked, this two hour, almost three hour clip had 34 million views. You know what I mean? It's it made like Shannon Sharp's career. It made him, it's totally given him a gazillion more followers and all of right. the things, right? And for Cat Williams, he's smart. Cat Williams is a consummate touring artist. Yeah. His tickets, he already sells well. Now you know everybody's going to want to come to these shows. What else is he going to say? 
Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he, he goes after Kanye. I mean, I think some of his answers are great. I mean, he was like, why are we surprised about Kanye? We knew this about him from the beginning and all your I church people that. and he's cursing. I, I could do without him referring to Kim Kardashian as a whore because she's not a whore. I mean, she's not a whore. I mean, I don't like that, but that said, fine. His stuff about Jonathan Majors, and we're going to talk later. Oh my God, that's hilarious. What he said about Jonathan Majors. I mean, I mean, I don't know about the Harvey Weinstein part of. I believe that Harvey Weinstein asked Cat Williams to suck his dick, but either which way, it's a great joke, and who cares? I mean, right. it's. But and what's doubly sort of funny or ironic is that this interview comes out the same week when the Chappelle interview comes out. Ain't no. The, that, that came and went, the Chappelle interview. I mean, the Chappelle special. I even Which, forgot that that happened. Cat right, Williams but that's to say, Cat Williams came out, and Cat and Dave Chappelle are are good. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. like there's any, I think it seems like he has issues with Kevin Hart. The stuff about Kevin Hart is just like. <sighs> Miss Thing. <laughs> Miss Thing. Miss Thing. <laughs> I was just like, you're kind of like, huh? And Kevin's response is something like, we got to get out of here with that anger. I'm like, that means you lost. That means (laughs) there's a lot, there's some truth in what he was saying there. There's some truth. And the better part is Tori Hart, Kevin's ex-wife, just announced that she's going out as an opener for Kat on his upcoming Oh, he was married to a comedian? Yes, Tori Hart, who helped him. She really helped him. All She was there through all of those years and wrote stuff with him, worked with him. Oh, you mean like the Angie Stone to do? And then he started cheating on her and everything with this new chick and left her. They divorced, and now he's with the new wife, you know. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know Cat Williams has eight kids? And he adopted like seven of them. Seven, which is, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just saying that that's astounding to me mm-hmm. um uh that he's adopted seven kids as a as a single man that's that's mainly my main point that i love the complete sort of it's so good. this is how you make a moment kids everybody's yeah. always trying to fake moments and no this perfect motherfucker came, too. i mean the perfect top timing. of the new year Top it's of the a, new year. It's a slow, it's a little slow People period. People are still waking up and figuring out what year it is. And, and you're well, like, and scene. No. And you're great. like, you show up with a glass of bourbon. Yeah. And evidently you're like, I have time today. Right. <laughs> and what I, I will, and I, and I do have to say to my white brothers and sisters out there, I mean, this guy is just, I've been aware. I mean, I'm not like I'm special, but I mean, I know the name. I've listened to him. I've seen him in movies. Mm-hmm. He's just like, so funny and so smart and does He's not really give smart. a damn. Nope. Does not give a damn, but not in a mean way, not in a, because what he has to say, and again, it's a conversation about black men. That's not a conversation I can have, but it's just pure funny. And it's he did a lot funny. of sticking up for Bernie Mac. You could tell Bernie Mac. Oh, really you know, Ber- oh, Bernie now, Mac to me is one of the great. Now, tragedies yeah. that yeah. he did. I mean, he was already big, but the Bernie Mac show stands to mm-hmm. this day, that's Larry Wilmore, you mm-hmm. know, who's also behind Insecure and a lot of great stuff. Bernie Mac was so good and deserved to be massive. I mean, he did. Well, here's the thing that's fierce, too. There are people who've been coming out saying the stuff that he said about Bernie and Steve and the jokes. They're like, Bernie said those things to me out of his own mouth. His right. daughter, who was like, I don't really know cat that well but Bernie Mac's daughter yes but she was like the way he spoke about my father my father spoke about him right 
It's, you know what I mean? So I think that, that that there was a lot of, there was some comedian in there. Like, I don't know, yeah. did you read 3,000 books, you know, when you were seven <laughs> years old? No. That could be an exaggeration, right? Well, But I feel like you could read a lot. But I think a lot of shit that he was, I believed him. I think it is. And also in these ages, in these these days of litigious and suing, he's not a dummy. He's not. And and may I go on record as saying, I've never gotten the Steve Harvey. I think Steve Harvey is oily. I've never understood people's obsession with Steve Harvey. He's like somebody lecturing you, those suits, the Steve Harvey And then we heard how he was to his staff at that talk show and how mean he was to them. I was like. Yeah, you look like that person. Yeah, and he's always lecturing women about what they should do in marriage. And I'm like, I'm sorry, you who died in marriage? Yeah. But anyway, if you have three, almost three hours to kill, <laughs> like if you're like me waiting in a doctor's office mm-hmm. or waiting for the train or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it's really, really, really funny. And it will be very interesting to see what the next move is. Oh, the next move is he's going to go on tour like he does. And people will be crammed in those shows because yeah. you know now that that cat's out of the bag he's going to be no in pun his in, shows no pun, in, no pun intended <laughs> he's going to be in those shows well he already let it rip so now you know he's really going to let it rip right he's going to be he's going to be has he ever not that that's the be all and end all but has he ever had an HBO special or an he's had a, he's had a bunch of specials he's had like 12 specials he's all had right, a but lot of like specials. you know high profile kind yeah, he's of, had, yeah he's definitely he's going to get signed very quickly oh, to please. like uh, you know the call. Let's set the clock. Let's set the, the clock. Calls he's he's going to have a Netflix special out. They are. He's going to. He's going to have something me. out. And you know what? And again, and and then I don't want to dwell on Chappelle, but he addressed. He's addressing issues that some of us, you know, find like, oh, really? Do we talk about men in dress? But he did it in a much mm-hmm. more. He didn't demonize. Right. He just said, this is what happens. You know, he didn't. And I get if it's not for you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's such an interesting topic because to me that goes, that's such a different, it goes deeper into, you know, black men and masculinity and what's the idea of masculinity. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and and the, and the schism between, you know, white, I I, feel like they all have the same wife. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> and then they showed a picture of all the wives and partners I, of these I guys, mean, and you're like, again, not my joke to laugh at, but you're like, how they all kind of do look. I like, mean, it's when like, shit is, it's funny, especially when you look at it, you're like, well, <laughs> well, yeah, there is a point. Mm-hmm. There, there is some truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, he's a smart guy, and I, and 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 I just found it, and that it was a time where. Miss Linden was very grateful to have lots of friends of the black, um, the black experience. Because I was like, "Yay, mm. my timeline is filled with this." Right? No, it <laughs> has been. It has just been. It's beautiful. It's a it's, gift that keeps on giving. Listen, it this really is the kind of kiki shit we like. This is yeah. the kind of shit we like. We were like, "Okay, come on, give it to us full throttle." <laughs> I know. I love it. All right, we'll just in and out in the Golden Gloves. I watched a little bit of it. I think we can. I mean, and I don't want to jump on Joe Coy because I, I think it's a no-win situation. I think you either have somebody being a stand-up and being a host are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. All right, I mean, 
Uh, you have to. And I hate yes, that he they, threw his writers under the bus, though. Like, yeah, don't that's do what, that. But that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the see. That's ridiculous. That's what that's Bill Maher does. That's character shit. That's well, I don't that's like what that. Bill shows your yeah. bombing. It, then you fucking shit on your writers. Right. It's like Bill Maher does that. You're not right. laughing because you're politically correct, not because right. I'm not funny. Right. I don't. I I know who Joe Coy is. I've never seen his stand up. I do Ooh. know who he is. So for people act like who is this guy? You know who he is. He's he's not super well known, but he's another guy that is and. I, I, and this is the first year the Hollywood Foreign Press. They don't exist anymore. It's been sold. It's a not. It's a company now. It's Dick mm-hmm. Clark P- Productions was putting it on. Um, I, I just think it's a, it's a no-win situation in terms of being the host because you either have somebody who goes in there and goes for it, like a Ricky Gervais, who I think is very funny. He's mean, but he's very funny. Tina, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler, who mm-hmm. are hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's not his crowd. Joe Foy is not part of Hollywood. So you can't have somebody who really is in the looking in on the glass and doing it. And the whole thing was just so that was bad. Maybe Evidently he was hired at the last minute. He only had 10 days, but it's yeah. like. Yeah, but still, <laughs> even if you have 10 days, I it mean, was cringy if, and if, you're, terrible. if you're real, if you're really a comedian, you can pull it together. And the jokes were just kind of like, oh, making a joke about Meryl Streep winning an award. Tick, tick, tick. Making a joke <laughs> about Robert De Niro getting someone pregnant. Tick, tick. The Taylor Swift joke didn't, I mean, I'm sorry, Taylor Swift, that joke didn't even bother me. It just wasn't funny. That's the and, thing. It, and she's giving icy glare some the- <laughs> Yeah, but, or maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was caught in the middle of doing something because that girl, as we've discussed, is no dummy and knows exactly no, when the camera's and that's on why, her. No, and that's why I know she was, no, that face was, that was stupid because she's very aware that the camera is on her. All yeah. right, but she's dating a, a football player and on TV every week. So she doth, thou doth protest too much, Miss Swift. Give me a break. <laughs> but um, I, I do want to watch Anatomy of a Fall because I've heard it's a fantastic movie. I'll have mm-hmm. to find it on the interwebs. I, I have no say so. I'm really glad that the woman from The Bear won, and I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen Beef. I think I award shows are just kind of dumb. Young. I don't know. Now I just... I don't really care about them the same way. Like well, when I was younger, I watched them all. You know what I mean? Golden Globes don't mean anything. I mean, they let's really see. don't. And I'm not trying to be mean. I am no, not they trying really to be fucking mean. don't. It's like because if you could just sell the awards to someone else and like, no. okay, now we're doing them. It's like, what yeah, is, it, no. I it's mean, like, it's, it's like yeah. I've always wondered who votes for an American Music Award. Well, where does exactly. that come from? And it's where does that come from? <laughs> I mean, we know where Grammy voters are. Mm-hmm. We know where we know where Oscar voters are. We know where Tony voters are. We mm-hmm. know where Emmy voters are. It's like a so, Soul Train Award. Who votes for that? Don Why is that still a thing? Staff. And he's been dead for years. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's it's fun. It's a chance. People looked fabulous. The clothes were great. The stage design was a little weird because it seemed like they were walking around in circles to get up on stage. The ratings mm-hmm. were better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very happy because uh, an old colleague of mine, a great guy, Dayton Thomas, was now working with Dick Clark. And I'm really oh, happy. Oh, is he? Yes, he's with oh, Dick wow. Productions nice. now. I know. He was like an editorial assistant in Double XL. Now he's and then wasn't the he? And vibed. And it was it was he also at King? Was he the? Yeah, yeah. It was all Harris he, he publication. Was, yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's just he. You, he couldn't be happier for him because he's well, the best. We watched him go through the ranks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, great. he was an editorial assistant. That's you know, great. he was like, "Get Amy out of the office because she's screaming at people." You know, like, <laughs> no, I never screamed. 
Somebody else is screaming, get Amy out of the office. Um, so I'm happy for him. I'm always happy when I see people I like a lot. And a name a that you know, and you're like, wow, all these yeah. years and you're doing the damn thing. Yeah, it's yeah. And good. Dick Clark, come on. Dick yeah. Clark, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. All right. The Lifetime Achievement Grammys are sort of, I don't know, they're kind of like, we kind of didn't acknowledge you before and we effed up, so here's something. Well, no, because Donna Summer has Grammys. And so does Tammy White. Yeah, Donna Summer has so Grammys. The, so the people getting it this year... All right, so the Grammys, Naris has made a very concerted effort, to their credit, to diversify, to bring in younger, ostensibly uh, hipper women, women for sure. Well, mix from a lot of the different communities that are represented. Right, no, they're, they're bringing, yeah, in, yeah for an advisory council. A lot of people you and I know, Sky, mm-hmm. who was on our show, is is on is part of that. You know, they've been invited to come in. I think Tony Ferguson is too, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend from Columbia. Anyway, so here's the people getting it this year. Tammy Wynette, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Donna Summer, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Clark Sisters, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Gladys Knight, yes. I wish, it was with, yes. And I wish it was with the Pips. Yeah. I yeah. Would, you know, when I saw that, I was like, and not the Pips? I know, because the majority of the Because a big chunk was Gladys Knight and was the, with Pips, the Pips. You yeah. know? All right, Lori Anderson, interesting choice. But I, was, I was really happy about that. Yeah, it's an interesting choice, yeah. but it's good. And here's the one that's like, are you kidding? And now you're pandering. NWA? Well, I don't know because they still are. A lot of are, people are. They're no, still but- influential to some people. They really are. And all of the people that came out of that group, you know what I mean? That are well, still relevant and talented. This is, about give, this is about giving Dr. Dre an award. I'm sorry. This is what it is. Well, then you're taking out Ice Cube and the rest of them. You know, but it's are, more. Yeah, they, you don't. But, you don't. This is interesting because you were a hip hop writer at that time of in. I hated and I and never you liked don't. NWA. You don't think that. Um, so do you not think that that period and them is something that has a lasting legacy? Yes and no. I will give them the. Um, I will give them this. Um, First off, two songs matter with them. Right. Two songs. One that can so, never be played on the radio. <laughs> right. And another song. I can't. Straight out Compton. Okay. Mm-hmm. The revisionist history about this group, and I know we're supposed to judge the art, not the artist, but the artists in these point are not great people. I'm sorry. They're not great people. I will keep saying that. They we. I, I just feel like if you're going to acknowledge hip hop and you should acknowledge hip hop, Eric B and Rakam are way more influential. Tribe Called Quest or way more. Oh, the thumb came up again. Mm-hmm. See, I said Eric B and Rakim and the thumb came up in the mm-hmm. thing. Eric B and Rakim, De La Soul. I mean, right. let's go down. The, I mean, there's just, I just feel like NWA is a, it's not that they're not influential. It's not that they're not talented. It's not that they didn't change a conversation, but it's a way of going, look at us. We're going to go edgy. What I remember the most about the period of them coming out was the big debate and conversation about how they spoke about women in their music. Oh, oh, spoke I about remember, them. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that being a really big mm-hmm. deal about yeah. their lyrics and kind of the way they referenced women. Oh yeah. I I give them credit, like I said, mm. I was never a big fan of theirs, but I give them credit for shifting the focus from the East Coast to the West Coast, because right. they really were instrumental in that. Right. Um, I give them credit for injecting um, more the funk sort of elements. So I would say that's more Dre and How Snoop many albums did they have? Two, I think. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. No, I was about to say, because in my head, I'm thinking, 
I two. know of one. One. <laughs> I don't really Maybe two. They broke one. up very shortly. I mean, Cube went solo and right. Easy. I, I, I just think that you can, I just think that this is a kind of a look at us, we're so cool move. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, I just think there are hip hop groups. It's not that these guys aren't important in the way, but there are hip hop groups that to me continue to kind of matter and don't aren't cloaked in the messiness that that group had because right. they've never I, I oh you're right it's literally two albums it's two it albums. was straight out of compton in 88 niggas for life in 91 and then they had an extended play and then a bunch there's a million compilation albums right there's but a million compilation. literally it was two albums and but they, they did but they did they are seen as seminal and they did yes. make a mark so i can yes. understand why they would put them in there and say, okay, because well, it really was a moment. I just, how many hip hop groups are in PE's in, right? I think. And run DMC are in, in terms of this. A lifetime. I think run DMC is in. Yeah. I think PE too, for some reason. I think PE. Salt and Pepper's in. Remember Salt and okay, Pepper got, good. they got, a, it was either last year or the year before. Remember? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Spinderella did get one and we were like, are yeah, they going to yeah. give Spinderella one? And they did. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just have a bugaboo about NWA, and I always have. And I, I, I just, that's my bugaboo. I mean, I know that I can't expect men to behave well. Um, I just think there is a line when, you know, when you're crossing the line between, it's one thing to talk about smacking my bitch up, which is annoying enough. But when right. you actually are smacking your bitch up <laughs> and throwing your bitch down the stairs. It's really interesting how that still comes up, but he really got to, you know, he's... <laughs> the D Barnes situation was really bad. That was really, really bad. bad. I remember. It, guys, you know. I remember when that happened, and Me that too. was just not good. Well, it's amazing what happens when you start making a lot of people a lot of money. How they'll forget stuff, right? Quickly, um, quickly, quickly. If Very you're quickly. really financially viable. People find a way to forgive you. They really yeah, do. Very quickly. And he did, he and Cube did one of those if I offended anybody apologies. <laughs> those are my favorite. No, they are. <laughs> my favorite are ones where you read the statement and you're like, I've heard you talk for years. You don't sound anything like How this. Many of these guys write like, these statements. No, but the favorite part is they don't even write them in the voice of the people. It's right. always like this statement where you're like, who wrote that? And who's I think that it's for? AI at this point. I think there's <laughs> an AI prompt for like, I was accused of rape, put out the statement. And you know, um, on that note, we're going to take a commercial break and be good right idea. back. Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind 
and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back. All right. So this is a – so I don't know if you've heard of the singer Taylor Swift. I don't know. Is she like new? She's young. She's okay. like a new Americana singer. Okay. Um, You know, they, everybody's always like, oh, the press is obsessed with her, and yet people keep reading the articles. And she deserves the attention for her music. Yeah, I'd like her to go away for a little bit too. But you know what? Whatever. She's doing – She's chosen to have a famous boyfriend. That's great. I do get a little annoyed that she's now lumped in as a wag. For Christ's sakes, the woman is way more than the freaking girlfriend. I'm sorry. And this is no disrespect to the freaking girlfriends of these guys, but this woman no, is. No, but it's like their whole thing is, is like the girlfriend of, and then, you know, yeah. they'll have like a lash line or a wig line. Right. She's actually a quite accomplished person. More so than him. Kind of More so that. than him. Okay. Like all these people was, didn't know who he was now do. I had no idea who he of, was. Because yeah. of her, yeah. All right. So there was a op-ed piece by a woman named Anna Marks in the New York Times a week ago. 5,000 words. 5,000 Five, words. Miss Thing, I want you to repeat. I, for, I people, read 5, 000, for people 5, who don't know. I tried to, I tried to read it. A 5,000-word piece. It's a long piece. In, in 2024... It's like on no, it's a lot. People's main articles aren't getting five thousand words. No, it a, was a five thousand word. I was on the like, op-ed page. I was prominent. Like, five thousand words. Yeah. All right. So, and this writer had also because uh, I was like, "Where's the Harry Styles piece?" This writer had done one in twenty twenty two about Harry Styles mm-hmm. about the same subject. So this piece is called "Look What We Made Taylor Swift Do," and the synopsis to give the Reader's Digest Cliff Notes version is Taylor Swift has been dropping all these hints and references and nudge nudge wink wink and this and and alignments with the L. I, I'm just gonna. She keeps using the word queer. Please don't get mad at me, people. But I'm just gonna say queer because it's, there's I'm queer. Um, people, and maybe this is because we're not allowing Taylor Swift to be queer, and this, that, and the other, this, that, and the other, and and and, and the the friendships with women are a way to. Cl- it was just all like 
It was some okay. weird fantasy that this lady has, clearly like some weird crush on Taylor Swift. First of all, I think that's a very dangerous thing to well, do. Well, she did the same thing about Harry Styles, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, he does this and this, that, and the other. But what was it? I, I, I was letting you, I'm going to let you finish. But there's two points. This. First off, okay, on the, on the negative, uh, there's many negatives, but this is the New York freaking Times. The New York motherfucking Times. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, I know journalism, but this is the New York Times. And the you New York 5, motherfucking Times. And this woman is a staff editor for the Times. She's not somebody they brought in. She works at the New York Times. And so I just don't understand what was gained by this, number one. Number two, it's kind of demonizing the idea of being gay. Absolutely. Like, Maybe it's it sound like there's something bad. You and know? it reminded me of... Do you remember that period in the 90s when we went through the outing period where people were just being oh, yeah. outed publicly in right, magazine right. articles? That's what it almost felt like. It's like, even if you feel that way, why do you think it's your right in the New York Times to try to out someone? Because that's what it felt like. We're not giving her the space. She's dropping these hints. It's like, come on out, girl. I'm like, that was, it was really, I found it offensive. I found it offensive for the Times. I think their credibility took an absolute hit with yes. this because it was really poor judgment. And it just read like some creepy person who has some sort of obsession with Taylor Swift. It just did not well, feel, it didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. It's a piece, I don't know, an obsession with Taylor, because I think this woman, and we can't speak for her, Anna Marks, is, is look, she did the same thing with Harry Styles. Yeah, but at least I will say about Harry played with sexuality more, right? Yeah. So yeah. at least he played in that space a little bit where it's like, he felt very fluid. Taylor Swift, this just feel, felt a like a- She's a straight girl. This, she's Taylor Swift is a straight girl. Let me just tell you something. I'm just going to say it in the way that Amy wouldn't. When I look at Taylor Swift, it's clear to me that she likes dick. You know what I mean? She's not well, running she around. Striker? She's yeah. not sneaking around being like, no. let me get some trim on the side. And I will say that it's offensive to someone who's female, who's female friends, who's women. Who have a, you have, have a lot of female friends. I don't think I people have, have some secret lesbian coven that I don't know about. I would <laughs> gladly say that I love, I love my friend. Hi, Candace. Mm. I love my friend Candace. We always joke about that we are the most romantic, we have the most romantic evenings of our lives with mm -hmm. each other. Nothing's happening. I love her as much as I've ever loved anyone. I am right. not gay. Right. And even if I was, who cares? Just not a gay, not gay. You're another one. I can tell. Amy likes dick. She doesn't want like it's so ridiculous. Can that be can that be our new <laughs> We should put it on a t-shirt. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> Amy likes dick and on the back dot 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 and right. Courtney My, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, 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 dick doesn't like me. That's <laughs> we won't me use neither, that girl. as the let me just we, tell we you won't something. use that as the I'm, teaser. <laughs> I'm fifty-six in the gay world now. It's like I'm invisible, honey. No, I you're be, a dinosaur. You're a I dinosaur. I walked into the bar and they started pulling out the paperwork. They thought I was the inspector coming in to do like a local inspection. Get out of here. <laughs> but it's just offensive on that level. And it's also just, it read more like, like this is the, this is the essay or you write for your academic dissertation. Like, why are we, first off, I, okay. I think I've said this before. I want a moratorium on the word space, unless we're actually oh, talking God. about rockets going right. into space or I need space in my closet. I want that word stricken. There's a list of words. Anne and I were talking about this. We want everything to stop being a verb. Stop it. Everything. Everything is not a verb. And I want the word space taken away 
And I want people to stop using capping as something that it didn't mean five years ago. When did, were we in the meeting when they decided to just unilaterally change what capping means? Because now I can't use that word because it's going to be misconstrued to something else. Thanks. Well, like, listen, it's the same with queer, right? Like, for all my years growing up, calling somebody queer was not a good thing. <laughs> it would be well, like that, a fight. I mean, that is like, I mean, I understand that, but, but what I was, does it mean? Because, uh, like, what I'm gay. I don't call myself queer. I'm, I'm a well, no gay one man. over, over, I don't think yeah. anyone over the age of 50 uses that term. Yeah, it's like, I'm gay. I'm like, I'm gay. It's, it's yeah, I don't know it. it. But anyway, I just think it was, a, it was just a dumb article because all it does is, uh, this, I think Taylor Swift, I don't know, I obviously can't speak, but I think Taylor Swift is powerful enough a presence right now that if she wanted to be out, she would be out. And that's it. And it and it just makes it sort of like something, again, that being gay is something you have to hide and circumvent in order to have a career. I she's not, a, co- I she's just, not yeah. a country music no. any artist anymore. I just thought it was irresponsible. And it's, yeah, it's irresponsible done. of the New York Times. You're the New yeah, York fucking get Times. Have a little bit more of a journalistic integrity. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I just thought it was it was gossipy and silly and, and stupid. It was a great academic. You know what? Do a book about that. Do one of those. You know, uh, I'm not because it's a great series. This is a perfect Wild Taylor Swift matters type of book. Mm-hmm. Go into a deep dive about that. But it was just like, uh, and Harry Styles. Okay, where's Fufi? Who cares? Um, all right, so I, this was announced several months ago, but now it's like official, official Swiss Beats um, and Alicia Keys are donate. Well, not do. I mean, because they're, they're getting donate. it back. Yeah, yeah, they're they're going to have an exhibition of uh, their collection of Black American, mainly American, I think, but Black artists at the Brooklyn Museum. Which Starting is great. in February, right? I believe yeah, Black History Month. Mm-hmm, um, you know, there's some kind of, they have to make sure that none of the works are available for sale. Cause that's a conflict of interest. Um, oh, wait, I, what? yeah, there's something in the times article you can't have, when you have like famous donors, you can't, it can't be something they're trying to sell. You can't uh, use the exhibition. Oh, but I don't like think, a, it's like an exhibition place, but they not, I don't believe they sell their art. They're no, I don't avid think so collectors either. Yeah. and they supposedly have an amazing and amazing beautiful collection. collection. I'm actually that he really, started. I'm really excited to I actually I think it's going to be that. great. I, what I think would be doubly great um, is if, because they have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. If the, if the, not the Brooklyn Museum, the Brooklyn Museum has no money. Right. But if they made this, if they didn't make this a separate ticket event, if they made this something where the general I public. I thought it was going to be for, that, but it's a separate ticket event. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I hate that the museums keep doing that, right? It's, it's like, fun and, I, and I get that, but then it's like, charge, listen charge your money to get in and people should see everything in the museum. Yes. You know what I mean? They Especially really this. I mean, yeah. this is so you want targeted. People, and you want these young, you want people to come see it. And it's like, yes, make it accessible. It like, yeah. Make it treat it. Like, don't treat it like, you know, it shouldn't be. Especially when they get, spo- get somebody to fucking sponsor the show. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe Swiss beats, you know, <laughs> Exactly. Or Alicia Keys. I think they could, they literally could sponsor the entire run of this show. Yeah. And I'm not saying they have the obligation to do it. Mm. Please, Jay Z could, I mean, anybody could. This is an important, this is making, this is a very important exhibit in terms of exposing people, young people, old people, whatever to art. It's very much community. It is a blockbuster show, but that there's just no reason. I don't like these special. The Bowie one I understood because it was a traveling show and they had to spend money to bring it in, mm-hmm. right? This is not a traveling show. This is going from their warehouse in LA 
to the Brooklyn Museum. Yes, of course, there's cost, and museums are being cut right and left. I get it, I get it, I get it. But it would just be great if it was just this is a if they were if it could be accessible to the audience they are clearly trying to reach. Absolutely. And so there's got to be some, and you know who's going to horn his way into the party? Oh God, who? <laughs> Eric Adams. Oh, Miss Thing, please. He's already there. Are you kidding? Yeah. He's, he's sitting in front waiting for Loden. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I know. Can uh, I hang this picture? Right. Uh, I know. <laughs> he's the worst. He's the we have worst. to. Do you you follow Michael Azrat, our pal Michael yes, Azrat, right? The- okay, Michael Azrat is God's gift to journalism on many <laughs> levels, but he just keeps posting from Hellgate day after day after day of Eric. Now, Eric Adams, by the way, is denying that he wrote the self-published book that's the best part eric adams is denying something that that eric adams Adams wrote and that he has campaigned on he has campaigned on like oh my troubled youth i shot a gun when i was a kid he is now shamelessness of eric adams denying that he wrote a self-published self (laughs) self S E, I'm going to spell it. S E L F, which means you write it. Then he's saying, I never knew the book came out. So they're like, okay, well, did you get royalties from this thing? And then he's saying, oh, well, there was a ghostwriter and I never saw it. So if there's a ghostwriter, you're not self. I'm going to spell it again. You have a book that you had a (laughs) ghostwriter for. You didn't bother to read it. You didn't read it. There's so many. It's so. It's horrible. I was saying he's lying about the stupid shit. He's he lies just, about stupid shit. Because he knows he's one term. He knows it's a wrap. I wouldn't put it past him to pull a Trump and pay people to storm no, City Hall. No, no. Here's the thing. But he, there'd be nobody we could... He, Trump has people who actually like him. I think Eric's base, people who liked him, have slowly but surely peeled away from him. When we get closer to that mayoral race, you will see that whoever challenges him will win. All you have to do is get the Belarusian mafia restaurant crowd and a few black churches, <laughs> and he's in. That Belarusian and the Turks. Black, no black mayor of this city has gotten two terms. He's not getting a second term. And I the know. ones who actually deserved a second term didn't get two terms. I know. He's not true. getting a second term. All right. So you, the, I'm not horribly aware of Jonathan Majors. I saw his first film, which is great. What is it called? The The... The Last Man in San Francisco. Did the Last Man Standing. Yeah, that was a really good movie. It's a great, great yeah. movie. A He's great a great movie. actor. He is a really great actor. Um, so I don't have to say allegedly now because he was convicted <laughs> of smacking a girlfriend no, around. No, that's Ex- not. What, no, no, no. Those two charges. Those right, two charges it. he was right. not convicted of. All right. But he was convicted of something. Yeah. He, so in the. Which I he, do kind of think is bullshit. He's a Disney employee. Well, X. <laughs> All right. But so oddly enough, where does he get to do his I can't believe this is happening on a Disney channel, which is ABC? What? Can I just say this? As someone so, who worked in entertainment and had artists doing different shit, the old school let me go try to plead my case in an interview never fucking works. It's never, works. never good. It never works. And even though I think that this story is some bullshit, like her finger was bruised, but guess what? If you grab my phone and take it from me and I grab my phone back from you and your finger gets hurt, I'm not trying to beat you up, but you grab my phone. I have the right to grab my phone back. 
But the interview of him sitting there being like, I never hurt her body. I hurt her heart. And all of just the ridiculous. Coretta Scott Kinging. Oh, God. How many times? Like, he's asked everybody to be Coretta. Now it's Megan. And I was just looking and I'm like, why are you doing this interview? Why are you doing oh, this? Oh, and he was here? shocked by the result. Well, it's obviously, shocked. if you, if I mean, I can, I can safely say mm-hmm. that if I ever, <laughs> if you don't think you did it, and you did, and you're convicted, then of course you will be shocked. Mm-hmm. So that's like, duh. Of course you're shocked. Um, yeah. Oh, Cat Williams has a great bit about him about Megan Williams mm-hmm. like saving the slaves, and oh my god, <laughs> Megan Williams, bless her heart. I mean, if they're actually a couple. That's great, but holding. Honey, she was the preacher's wife five minutes ago, and now she's right. saving Jonathan no. Majors, who likes to dress like a sharecropper. I just don't understand. No, and what's it's also happening. just like this very, very um, re, re. What's the word? Not reactive, not redundant. I can't think of the word. But this idea that women are there to hold their men down. No. Women are there to do what women want to do under the, but she's like, she's my, she's coretting. Oh, oh, he turned it into oh, a verb. What does crediting Ms. mean? Thing. It's just like, you know how yeah. you watch somebody and you're like, well, if you want to put the nail in your own coffin, sir, you did it. I can see the hammer in one hand and the dust flying away from the other because what the fuck was this? No, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Um, all right. Oh, I, I, can we do uh, uh, all right so chuck d has spoke first off chuck d has said that he thinks the co- the criticism of madonna that racism is you know it's like racism ageism is like racism okay number one i'm stealing something i read on the griot not really true because we all get old we don't all become a different race number one number two I think at this point, first, and Madonna does not need anyone defending her because Madonna is very good at defending herself. I will say this, and you saw the show, but I will say this. I think she, we know she's not the dancer she used to be because she is older and she's had injuries. I think that if you were physically struggling, you maybe not the show you saw, I think you're allowed to say it's because she's old. I think but the that's thing is, fair. The thing, but it wasn't fair because she wasn't physically struggling. They took a close-up of her in this box and the way she's dancing on a box and she's holding on to the bar. Right. That box is literally, I'm telling you. It's it up is, in the air, right? It's really high in the air. It's almost okay. at the top of the rig. So okay. the way she's dancing, anybody on that would be holding it because she's not hovering right above our heads. She was almost at the top of the fucking Barclays Center. And I don't think that that's fair to take some close-up of, of dance moves when you're flying across an arena right. and then being like, look at this. We don't do it to men. Well, right, we'll and, and what and what I felt like the Stones could be on stage, and I've seen like some of these older rock guys out there taking their shirts off, and people just love them. They don't comment on how old they are, and well, I feel Madonna's like with a Mad- dance act, though. She's but a dance but the act. problem is, she's also a woman, and they and yeah, they no. honestly, the way the stuff is directed toward her, yes. We don't have to like the shit she's done to her body, but it's her body. And the way that stuff is directed toward her, I do feel like there there's is a lot of there, there's a lot of ageism. And you and I talked about this before, right? If you're in pop music, how dare you get old? How but is, dare is you? it is ageism akin to racism? That's where he loses the argument to me. Sorry. I mean, uh, we yeah. all, like I said, the yeah. Grio said, I, I, I think yeah. he I think doing that belittles the impact of racism. 
But I think what I think the point he was trying to say to the person who's facing it, it can feel just as damaging, right? Right. It's like because I feel ageism. Like when I was really out there looking for a job, I felt as a when I was really hard. I started again. I was like forty-seven. When I was like, okay, I'm I'm not working with. Not, like my my past situation anymore. I have all this experience. I, my shit is loaded. I'm thinking the offers have come left and right. And it felt like no one wanted to hire me at that age. And then as I got older and I, and I tried looking for work, I mean, I had to create my own shit because it felt like at suddenly now 50 looking for a gig, no one wanted to hire me as a 50-year-old black man. That's just how I felt. And I have a bunch of friends who are in their 50s and men and black, and all of us have had to create our own spaces because right. nobody hired us. Now, I have a couple of black female friends over 50 who have gotten jobs in companies, but none of the men. So there is an ageism thing that I see. And when I look at Madonna, like, They've always been comments about her, especially as she's gotten older. And I watched how with Confessions on the Dance Floor, which was one of her top albums, it was in 2005, and how pop radio here, she had hits all over the world, but they stopped playing her music like, well, you're old. So there, there's always been that thing targeted towards certain women. Now, Madonna doesn't help because she's always been an easy target with her antics and the shit that she likes to do. So I hear what he was trying to say, I was glad to hear somebody kind of take up for her. I, you know, as someone black, I just don't think it's the same because I'm getting older and I feel like no, racism has been and, far more damaging. Madonna than doesn't ageism. need a man sticking up yeah. for her. Sorry, as much as I like Chuck and she, he's a great guy. He doesn't, guy, but he guess doesn't. what? Everybody wants somebody to stick up for them. Yeah. I don't think it's about a man. I think everybody, when you constantly feel attacked, it, do, it, it feels good to notice someone at least is speaking out on your behalf when everyone else seems to just have whole conversations about your body, about your face, about you being old. Madonna is 65. Tina Turner was on stage at 70. You know what I mean? But nobody was commenting about Tina Turner. Well, that's because people view Tina Turner as respectable. They no, Tina not Tur- respectable. No, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. They, they viewed her as the queen and respectable and everybody loved her. Madonna's always been a punchy bag. Tina who's never been treated like a punching bag in the public. Oh, oh so you press. may want to reword the word punching no, bag. No, I'm talking, no, no I'm talking I'm about sorry. in the public. I'm not no, talking I'm about talking when about- I, I'm talking about in the public. When you read, when whenever people review Tina, review her shows, it was never about her age. But if you notice with Madonna, they always talk about her age. Her well, age always comes up. She's my queen. I'm I going know. to defend her. And we are not going to, there will be no Madonna slander. Yes, Madonna there will, there will be Madonna slander. <laughs> no, there won't. I think Madonna is, doesn't, I do agree. I know about ageism, but Madonna, you know, has decided to, you know what? Madonna can handle herself. She's not suffering because it, Madonna is suffering backlash, not because she's old. It's because a lot of it is because what she has done. And not in terms of lyrically. I think it's like, stop, stop having the conversation then, Madonna. Stop bringing it up. Stop making yourself a martyr. I mean, but just, she didn't bring it up like other people have brought it up. No, and but, it, she but, talks about but, it. When it, but, but why is it when somebody brings up what is happening to them, we get angry at them for bringing it up? I'm not angry at her. I'm just tired of talking about her. 
Honestly, I just don't find, I mean, she's on a tour. It's doing really well. I hope she's fine. I mean, she seems, well, I can't say she seems like a nice person because she doesn't seem like Well, she a doesn't nice seem person. like a nice person. No. <laughs> I like, um, sorry. I love that you caught that. Even I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I just think it was She a doesn't slow seem news very week. nice. No, no, she doesn't actually. It's a slow news week. And, and where Cher said it for decades, Cher was like, listen, I like Madonna, but she's mean. <laughs> yeah, no, she's mean. She's a mean girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Rage Against Machine broke up. Okay, Again. that's no surprise. That, but this is no surprise. Right. This is no surprise. Right. When your band is inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is a huge honor, and none of them show up. Did none of them show Tom, Tom. Tom Morello right, did. Right. I think that I think that there's some sort of internal and and you know I've I've seen them live once. They were great. Mm-hmm. I know people who saw the last tour said it was phenomenal. They broke up. I mean, they've been around for a long time. I mean, bands have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're, and also Zach um, was injured and had to, couldn't perform. Has he ever put out this, solo work? Zach? Uh-huh. No. Tom Never. Morello, I think, has done some some stuff with Springsteen and stuff like that. Right. Um, Tom Morello's yeah. always playing and doing something. I've seen yeah, him around. He's a guitar like, player. Right. It's right. easier to get the gig when you're a really good guitar player. Right. Um, I, I don't see this as being surprising. They are older. I can't imagine that Zach, he puts on a very energetic show. But it felt, like, it felt like some personal behind-the-scenes shit the yeah, way I it, I don't, it was. You know, you it's know? very possible that they're going in different kind of directions. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, we have to keep in mind, I mean, these bands started when they were teenagers, basically. Right. Right. You know, I mean, the reason are they New York this, based? Are they New York based? Band? No, I think they're. I think they're West. They're not New York. They're not New mm-hmm. York. They may be West Coast. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think that you know. Uh, you know, I that, can't name a Rage Against, and I have their album. I cannot name a Rage well, Against Machine. Well, you notice that every time we make up a playlist and we have to put them in, I put the same song. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. Because I have nothing Wait, against. Wait, and I even have to ask, what song is that? Bulls on Parade, I think um. it's called. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be mean because I've heard they're phenomenal live. Mm-hmm. I've seen them live. They're, mm-hmm. I saw them live at their peak when mm-hmm. they were, you know, when everybody was healthy. And he's a great guitar player. Mm-hmm. And he's a great singer, and they're really important. They've done great stuff. But no, I can't name a song in there. I yeah, mean, I that one song. I mean, it's really ridiculous. If you notice, every time I have to make up a playlist, I'm like frantically. No, searching. I love that I'm always sitting a song. You're like, you know, you've already. Put that song like oh yeah 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 no I take them out I just go I'm just like you can't you can't cheat and say no but this is the Dutch no same goddamn song Courtney sorry um I can't but it's the Dutch remix it's the Dutch remix yeah oh it's it's big in the Benelux country um okay I I I think it's great. I, I'm not a Broadway person. Uh-huh. I mean, not that I wouldn't go to Broadway, but uh, Nicole, please, Scherz, how do you pronounce it? Yeah, I've read reviews of uh, people it's I know who know phenom- this stuff. It's supposed to be phenomenal. Well, let me just tell you this. She's doing Sunset Boulevard, Andrew Lloyd Webber, I don't and it's know a very you- minimalist, stripped down. It's by the same director, Jamie Lloyd, who just directed the revival of A Doll's House that Jessica Chastain did, a very successful Oh, which got very mixed reviews, actually. Yeah, it did, but it was it was a successful production. Yeah. Um, but but the performances were... were pre- this is... I love Sunset Boulevard. I love yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Fred will tell you how obsessed I was when it first came to Broadway and I went to see it and I have all my cast out. I have the London cast album with Patti LuPone. I have the American cast albums with Betty Buckley and I have the Glenn Close one. I have the the one with Petula Clark. I have the Canadian cast album with Diane Carroll. And I used to sing the whole thing and drive him crazy, literally sing the whole thing. 
Sunset Boulevard coming back, but this time with Nicole Shrizzle, 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 Swizzle Sticks. I'm like, I've heard that she sings the house down. So for that alone. No, I've heard it's phenomenal. I'm so in there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm so, so and, in know, I'm, there. So yay for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to switch uh, I'm going to switch things and we're going to have the, to me, it's not an item when somebody says that something is happening and then someone says it's not happening. Brittany says she's not recording an album. Okay. Right. And yeah. I'm not recording an album either. Mm-hmm. Because first there. They, yeah. there was rumors. <laughs> there, there's all these rumors. The first day was Charlie XCX's writing and songs Michaels, for and the new Michaels. Britney Spears album. The next day is Britney Spears. I will never return to the music industry. The next day is RCA is trying to get Britney to record an album. <laughs> it's like... At this point, by the way, have you watched that Hollywood Reporter roundtable with songwriters? It's really, yes, really good. I, have. I love those roundtables. It is no, good. they're really good. The actor one is good too, mm. and Andrew Scott, aka Hot Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Hot Priest? <laughs> you didn't watch Fleabag? I hated that show. Oh, okay, because you're a man. That's why. <laughs> No, that's because you're the a man. attack just came. No, it's because you're a man. No, it really is. It's I know because I have a bunch of my members who loved it. I don't know no, why it did not it. resonate with I me. Love that show. It did well, not resonate. He plays with me Hot Priest, all. and that's what the character is called, Hot Priest. That's hilarious. Very hot. Um, and there's a very funny bit on the Graham Norton show where he's the guest and uh, Paloma Faith, who I adore. I like Paloma Faith too, yeah. yeah. And a couple, Stephen Frears, a couple, uh, one straight guy, uh, two gay guys, and Paloma Faith literally going on how she masturbated to Hot Priest and she loved him. (laughs) And then she says, and the sad thing is that everyone on this couch has a better chance with him than I do. (laughs) Anyway, that's a great one. And he talks about banning the phrase openly gay, which he thinks is ridiculous. I mean, what does that even fucking mean? It it means nothing. I'm sorry, what does that mean? I'm openly, I'm openly what? What, are you openly swatting dicks? I don't understand yeah, what no, that I means. Don't know what it means. What does that mean? All right. Speaking of men that we love who are doing great things, and see, this is why, Courtney, we cannot dismiss a team mm. the first game. We can dismiss them at the last team, but the Knicks are doing, I mean, so they've kind of won every game since the, but you know who else has been fucking balling out of control? RJ Barrett. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe this is a good yeah. trade. I think this maybe him going trade. home. Yeah, is giving him a little more consistency and he's close to his family. Yeah, this is not, I mean, it's not an exact science. And sometimes it's psychological. It's like, why does somebody, why is it that you go out with a guy for years and he's horrible and then you break up and then the first woman he meets, he gets married and everything's perfect. No, because everybody always thinks everything's perfect, but he's still that dick. She's just dealing with all his dick isms. And it looks like- Or you get older and stuff. But I mean, so it's, again, the Knicks are, they're doing better than that. No, what are they listen. fourth? They're fourth in the conference. Yeah, now? but listen, I think they're fourth. I I mean, watching them win watch. these games, and as it gets close, and I'm like, this is what I want to see. I want to see yeah, real competition. You know, well, and I'm sure and they want to see it too. <laughs> and they still got some moves to make, right? So we'll see what happens before the trade deadline is done. And look, a the weeks. only thing that is keeping every New Yorker who's a basketball fan from loving this team is James Dolan. As soon as James Dolan hopefully leaves the room and they let Charles Oakley back, he's keeping quiet. But the point is is that he is still the stench in the room. But the good thing is at least he's been out there dealing with his spear and all of that. And he's kind of not been at the garden 
sticking his foot in it. In a but they gotta let Oakley back in for crying out loud. Well, I thought haven't they? I thought that ban is over. He's just no, not. He's still tra- got the facial recognition bullshit going on. I think so. It's really hard. That is what everybody I know who's a basketball fan who grew up with the Knicks. That is the sticking point. And you know, it's like he's a horrible human being. I get a lot of nods. I see I had on my Knicks cap when I was running to the market, and people like point and nod. Like, oh yeah, no, people cap. like the Knicks, and mm-hmm. the answer we know are bullshit team. All right. Um, what are you listening to? Nothing has come out. <laughs> so, oh no! I'm, no, I know so that. It's I mean, been the same old shit. Um, like what have I been listening? Well, nothing to? has come out. No, has literally, it? no. Like nothing. There's been nothing new. Like so, next week, stuff is going to start dropping. So right? I've been just listening to the same old shit. Yesterday, for, for I put on a bunch of Rufus and Shaka Khan. Started well, listening, listening I mean, to those albums. I'm pe- listening to a lot of and, Shaka too. And I've also been digging back in pe- to Pet Shop Boys, and I've been listening oh, to, to some of those. <laughs> uh, I know, right? It's like <laughs> listening to, listening to some of their albums and just chilling out. And then because never made a bad album, never, never made, made a bad album. And then because of the resurgence of Tracy Spencer and Shawnice Wilson, who just did a great interview on. Um, they both were on Star Search. They both were young people who put out albums in the 80s. Um, really mature albums, really great albums. Um, I started listening to Tracy's albums again, and her music still sounds great. And that that first Shanice album, Discovery, still sounds great. So I've kind of been just looking at what's old is new again, right? Some of these other podcasts and video podcasts watching them and then that's been making me go and listen to 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 a lot of arts oh and then i played that remy shand album again let me just tell you right harry wanger for president (laughs) that album is so fucking good it's amazing that he only did one album because he's super talented and i was like yo this album no he's really still sounds fucking great no i have to go back and listen to it it could come out today and it would be like Completely contemporary, you know? Harry, we love you. Um, I started listening to... I've had Mary J on my mind a lot, Mm -hmm. but I listened to the London Sessions, which I haven't listened to in a while. And that's a really good record. Yeah. And it's a really good record because she never really... She was huge in the United States, obviously. Well, huge-ish, but she never really clicked in London until like maybe Family Affair. That was That's, the one I think that really that, clicked And, and her, that. if you want to see the performance of a lifetime, watch her on Jules Holland. Because Mary is one of those people that every time she performs on television, which is not a great medium, it's as though she will never be able to perform again. Mm-hmm. She is full out full out well so, we've talked about that 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 from my life too that her cover of someone to love something when she sang that on jules holland while he played the piano oh that's was amazing just, it was well this is one of uh, no more drama gorgeous. her yeah, version oh. of no more no she's yeah. and she's young at that point and she's let hungry. me just tell you, you something that whole album period and now you're gonna make me pull that album out all right, yeah. that's, but that's a, a great really album. Really good album. That's a really yeah. It's good a really album. good album. I hadn't listened to it for a while. It's a great album. Ooh, I have good. That's gonna be my soundtrack for today. Thanks for that. That's a good yeah, album. Yeah, it's a, a good, good album. One. I love Paul Young. I always go back and listen oh, to those do you like Paul Young? Young. Okay, I yeah, really yeah. like Paul Young mm-hmm. a lot. Um, even though inexplicably he covered "Level Tears Apart" again, and I will defend the cover, even though it's like the most bananas idea to cover "Level Tears Apart" again, especially mm-hmm. as like sort of a new wavy kind of. Um, but great interpretive singer. 
And I I used to lo- I still do, I guess, but I used to love Dwight Yoakam. Love, really? love, 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 love. Oh yeah. yeah I grew yeah. up listening to Dwight Yoakam because you know I grew up in a house where we played country music. Yeah, but he was like country, like that's what was that moment when it was like that country punk kind of switch up, you know, it was like the blasters and him. And Steve Earle and Trisha Yearwood to some extent, but I've been listening to Gone, which is one of my favorite albums of his, and I've seen him perform, mm-hmm. and he's he's great. So I've just been listening. He's kind of—I don't know if he's making music as much. He became an actor. I uh, was doing acting for a while, but um, you know, with the little tight pants, and he was kind of styled himself, kind of rock and roll. That that kind of before they were calling it Americana, I mm-hmm. guess he was sort of it was what was it called? Nuke. It was like oh. oh Alt country. That's mm. what they were calling it. The beginning was like Steve Earle, mm. him, Vince Gill to some extent. Um, uh, now, you Jimmy want to talk Dale about Gil- a singing motherfucker? Vince Gill. Oh. Okay. Oof, baby. Oof. That bo- Vince Gill Oof. sings the house boots down. Oh, he my God. Vince Gill. Well, Roseanne sing. Cash was part of this, mm-hmm. and he was in Roseanne Cash's band for years. Uh, sings and is a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah. And a great song. Phenomenal. Yeah. No, he's and appears yeah. to be, and is married to Amy Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, yay. Take us out. You know what it is. It's 2024. <laughs> now, even Vince Gill doesn't talk like that. Oh, I just want to say, I just read an interview somewhere with some, a black art, I have to find it, where they were saying their vocal inspiration for their album was Vince Gill. Well, listen. And I understand Vince that. Vince Gill sings with soul and that voice uh, I mean, he can really sing really sing he can Gordon. really sing. i still believe in you is one of my favorite songs yeah he ever can, he can really genre. really really you know who else could really sing fucking kenny rogers kenny rogers i yes, loved kenny's voice i love yeah. love love Just love the love material was not crazy about but you know, i love his like, voice and yeah. conway twitty i loved conway twitty's voice right yeah yeah and all those guys were singers yeah. there's no doubt about it um, did I ever tell you my Merle Haggard story? No. Did you meet Merle Haggard? Not only did I meet him, Courtney. Um, so, Tramps. He was performing at Tramps. This is back when Shout I was Shout out Capitol to League. motherfucking Tramps. The best. The best Both. shows in the world. The I saw Shaka Khan at Tramps. Oh, I saw everybody there. Yeah. Everybody. Gap in. Everybody. So, teen, uh, so Ike Turner there. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. Great show. Tribe. Mm. Everybody. All right. So, this is back when I was capital A, capital L, Amy Linden. Mm-hmm. And the doorman there... Um, used to watch Foreign Foreign and always let me and he was great. So I went to see Merle Haggard. This is such a great story. And they had that little side room where they had like the parties and the food and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I get invited to that. And somebody's like, do you want to meet Merle Haggard? I'm like, oh, duh. Of course I want to meet. He's a legend. So they bring me over to meet Merle Haggard. He's a little man, short man. And I say, hi, Mr. Haggard. You know, really, not, it's an honor to meet you. You know, when I was, um, when I was like, 19 or 18 this is true i had a little duo and i used to sing mama tried and he turned to me and he had his arm around me he goes you are a girl singer and i (laughs) proceeded to melt into the floor my friend had to put me back into human form (laughs) no i was like oh my god merle haggard just called me a girl singer (laughs) you're like i've made it I've done. I've I'm made done. it. I'm done. <laughs> done, done, You're done, done. Girl, done. motherfucking you singer. A gr- were you a girl singer? And I'm like, yes, I was. You're girl like, Haggard. yes, yes, I yes. was. <laughs> I, was I sang "Mama Tried" when I was 18 years old. Um, all right. 
take us, continue to take us out. Sorry. You know what it is, people. Follow us every week at the Pantheon Podcast Network, where you can join us and really an assortment of amazing music shows and every type of genre, including a really great uh, series on Metallica called The Metallica Report. Um, so good. So good. So good. Like, even I listen and I'm learning things. It's like, really, I know of Metallica. I have a couple you of their records. You can't name a song. You can I, name Enter Sandman. That's it. And it's like, in, 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 but really kind of digging into all of this information and I'm realizing, one, one, that they're a lot more musical than I thought. They're really, their music is really intricate. They're, and the songwriting, stuff that I'd never really thought about with them. I just thought about them as, you know, a hard rock band. But then when I kind of start digging in, I'm like, wow, there's, there's a lot here with them. Anyway, yeah. So um, you know what to do. Follow us. Tell a friend. Follow us on our Facebook and I'm going to let you finish. All one word. Or IG, I'm going to let you finish in Y. Or I'm going to let you finish podcasts at TikTok. And we're on threads, and I'm going to let you finish, and why, and we'll see you next week. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.